Welcome to Alive and Thriving. I am so excited to bring this episode to you today. I am going to be speaking to the absolutely beautiful and talented Rachel Bale. Rachel is a business mentor and she empowers women to find safety in leading themselves bravely, to unleash their power and to unapologetically build a business that feels light and fun and in complete alignment with who they are. She lives in Melbourne with her young family. She is a 6-2 manifesting generator and also the host of the Leading From Within podcast. Rachel and I are going to be talking about how she had unknowingly built a misaligned business, one that was so misaligned with her authentic self that she was really tinkering on burnout. We're going to talk about the signs that she had leading into this, that she kept ignoring, (laughs) and the process that she went through to be able to accept this truth, dismantle everything that she had built and build an aligned business that is sustainable, that is scalable, and that lights her up. So I cannot wait to get into this conversation. Just before we do, I want to share a little celebration win of my own with you guys this week. So for a few of you who've been following along regularly, You will know that I have been hosting live immersions throughout the month of September, Becoming Limitless. This has been a 90-minute immersion where we are diving deep into limiting beliefs through the body and we are clearing and releasing the ones that are not serving. And the results from this and the feedback that I have had has just been so phenomenal. And I'm so grateful to everybody who has come along to these live immersions. I am also celebrating welcoming the very first members into Transcendence Mastermind. So at the moment, there is a massive early bird investment offering where you can actually save $1,700 for the whole year's mentoring through the Transcendence Mastermind. So this is a really unique container where we are combining personal evolution, energy management, and strengths-led business as your business strategy. You are going to get ready to attract more income, make more impact, bring in higher value clients into your world, all from doing this work that is going to start from within and then filter outward. So if you are somebody who has invested already in so much strategy but you still feel like things just aren't happening for you to the depth and to the to the level of impact that you want to be creating in your coaching, your healing, your service-based business, then this is a space for you. This is where you are going to be deeply held and deeply supported to move through what you need to move through. You will be supported by myself. You will get group support. You will also get access to bonus support from my business strategist friend, Annalise Warren. You can go back a few podcast episodes. Annalise has created a phenomenal business that actually works around her life, not the other way around. Well-being is one of her top business priorities. She is the perfect person to come in and coach business strategy in this container. You will also have her support as well. So, I would like you, if you are thinking, oh my goodness, I'm feeling a little excited, I'm curious, even if there's a little hint of fear in there, that's okay, nerves are good, I want you to head over to inspiredlifecollective.com.au forward slash transcendence or click the link in the show notes and have a read through and then hit that apply button because once you apply, we'll have a chat. We'll have a chat and see if it's the right thing for you. And I would love to see you in this container. Now let's get into this episode. You're listening to Alive and Thriving with Jessica Reed, the podcast that's all about empowering you to achieve optimal wellness and success through self-care, holistic practices and raw conversations. Jessica and her expert guests are here to share powerful insights and strategies to help you overcome stress and anxiety, take charge of your life, 
and thrive in life and in business. Grab a cuppa and let's dive in. Rachel, welcome to Alive and Thriving. We, Rachel and I just recorded a podcast episode for Rachel's podcast, Leading From Within, and she is such a phenomenal woman. I am so, so, so excited for you to get to know Rachel. I have introduced you a little bit at the introduction. Just quickly, Rachel and I met each other at the beginning of this year. We are both manifesting generators and we met in a manifesting generator mastermind. The best. <laughs> and and have continued on our professional learning together and it has just been so amazing. Rachel, and I know you're going to talk about this in our episode today, so I don't want to give too much away and I don't want to jump too <laughs> far ahead, which I'm really good at doing, by the way, <laughs> but I have been privileged to witness Rachel's journey just from January, just from January. And to talk about quantum leaps, (laughs) huge shifts, huge, huge, huge shifts. And I know that there is so much more to it than what I have seen. So I am so excited. If you are ready for a story of inspiration of what is possible for you in terms of life, business and alignment, then keep listening. <laughs> now, Rachel, I int- did introduce you formally at the beginning um, in my introduction, but could you tell us a little bit more about who you are? Who is Thank Rachel? You. How did you get to where you are now? All the things. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jess. First of all, I'm so honored to be a guest on your podcast. I mean, your work and all that you do, I admire you so much for, you know, the work you do with women. Um, I, I see you deeply in that way. So thank you for having me. I want to say that. Um, and what an honor it is as a fellow MG to be here chatting with you today. Um, Yes. So in terms of a little intro, so I I live in Melbourne with my um, husband and my little young family. I have a four-year-old, almost five-year-old and a two-year-old, two daughters. Um, I am a manifesting generator, a 6-2 manigen, and I am a business coach and a self-empowerment mentor. And so what that means is that I work specifically with female entrepreneurs to really help them and empower them to to lead themselves bravely and to really unleash their power so that they can really unapologetically stop living from the shoulds and start grounding into their true sense of self so that they can build a business and a life that is it can come into like true alignment um and reflect who they are at their core um so (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's the goal right I mean we want to be able to anchor into sustainability and we want to build a business that we are deeply in love with that is soul nourishing um and feels like it can support our life rather than the other way around Mm. and so that's the work that I do with my clients um I am eight years actually in business, which sounds like a long time, but being a manifesting generator, I have done like 57 pivots along the way. (laughs) Like, my gosh, it has not been a linear trajectory by any means, as this episode will show you. (laughs) Um, I actually started off my career as a teacher. I was a high school teacher. I used to teach English both in Melbourne and in Europe. Um, But I left that career about eight years ago and um, made my way slowly into the online space through actually started off in the world of blogging. I had like a travel blog back when I was living in Europe. Um, So I was was a travel writer, blogging. Um, I was learning how to monetize my blog. I had a lot of the influencer vibes going along back then, which was kind of hilarious. So I was working with brands, sponsorships. Um, writing for big international magazines as well. Um, ended up quitting my job um, and moving into to that space full time, and just gradually following my curiosity and my interests, ending up in the the online coaching space, the online education space, teaching people how to monetize blogs. 
and create income from blogs, um, which gradually led me towards, you know, educating around sales and marketing and all of those things, which um, long story short is kind of where I've ended up today, but now teaching from a place of, of self-leadership and self-empowerment with a business lens. So yes. a little bit about wow. me. I love that you mentioned all the pivoting. I That's only something that I've learned recently to embrace mm. um, prior to understanding my energy type and that this is actually quite normal for manifesting yeah. generators. To pivot, I had a story that I was flaky couldn't see things through I'd start something and not finish it and it was something that used to actually bring me quite a lot of shame and a lot of guilt over um so I love hearing that you are stepping into that you know and owning that I've pivoted Mm. here I've pivoted there but look where it has gotten you to Mm. today so your business now obviously because of the pivots yes doesn't look the same way that it used to but in terms of that business lens and how you show up in your business and how how you operate, I'm going to assume that that doesn't look the way that it used to either. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey from where you were and how you have now created a business that is so aligned with who you are and how you you operate? Yeah, I mean... This year has been such a huge year of unlearning for me. Um, as Jess mentioned earlier this year, we met in a human design um, mentorship container. And so this year has very much been around a lot of learning around who who I am, you know, who I am as a person, what I'm uniquely suited to do, what my energy is truly like, um, and grounding into a place of alignment with that and it was kind of through a learning around this and a lot of realizations I had around this that actually led me to realize how misaligned I had become without even realizing it because I had created a business that I thought on paper was really reflective of me as a Manny Jen mm-hmm. In terms of it was really varied. I had a lot of different offerings. Um, I was doing new things all the time. I was creating all the time. Like I would create a lot of different offers um, every month. I was I feel creating so new seen. offers. <laughs> right? Um, a little exposed. <laughs> And, but here I was thinking like, oh, I'm so embodied in my design because this is just what being a Manny Jen is like. Um, and I felt, you know, grounded. I felt aligned. But what I kind of came to the understanding of was that actually what I had created was significantly misaligned. And I'll kind of take you through why that was. But um, I'll give you a little bit of a snapshot as to what my business used to look like, I guess, you know, start of this year, late last year. Um, so I'd created a business that was was still based around, you know, business strategy, marketing, sales, launching, all of those things. Um, but my business was really characterized by, like, as I said, a lot of different offers they were all short-term, well, like most of them, 90% of them were very short-term offers, low-ticket offers, mid-ticket offers. I had one high-ticket offer, my one-to-one coaching, but I had a lot of resistance around selling that offer. I'll talk about why that is in a little bit, but um, I was creating a lot of low ticket, mid ticket all of the time. I also had a membership. I had a low ticket email marketing membership where I was specifically talking around email marketing strategy. And I was over here thinking like, oh, it's it's so great because I can like, you know, talk about this specific thing. I've got an offer just about email marketing. And then I've got this other offer around like launching. And then I've got this other one around mindset, blah, blah, blah. Um, but all of my programs were really characterized by teaching, like front-facing teaching style offers mm-hmm. where 
I was very focused on like quite a narrow concept and I was teaching that concept. Um, Very little coaching. If there was space for coaching inside the program, it was really like a rushed, like 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the session. Um, So that was interesting. And I think I had, um, there's a reason why I had built a business like that. A couple of reasons. First of all, I was quite a new mum, So I had a, how old were my kids back then? I reckon they were under three. I think my oldest daughter was three and I just had a, another baby. So I had the story around, you know, I don't have much time. And so therefore short-term offers felt doable. Whereas there, there wasn't that much, um, I, I had to kind of commit to them. I didn't have much capacity. It was like short, sharp, you know, create it, teach it, move on. I, it felt doable for me. Um, also the fact that I'd created like primarily teaching style programs instead of coaching. I mean, I, I come from a teaching background where this was literally like my thing. So that just kind of was my, my go-to, I guess. Um, so there are a couple of the reasons why I had grounded into that, but also I was very much in a place, very conscious of everything I didn't know in business Mm. because we all start our businesses, most of us, not really with a business background. And we're kind of figuring it out as we go. We're learning everything. We're learning all the marketing. We're learning all of the sales strategies, Um, but we're very much intensely aware of everything we don't know. Mm. And so we're constantly looking outside of ourselves at other coaches other mentors, other business owners who are further along on the path, who seem to have it all figured out because they have successful businesses. And we're kind of doing it, watching what kind of offers they're creating, the style of the offers, the way they're delivering their offers, the way they're doing their marketing, their funnels, you know, everything. Yeah. And we're kind of very aware of it, all of the gaps that we have mm-hmm. <laughs> that they seem not to have. And for me, I have an undefined head in human design. We're going to talk about a lot, a lot about human design. Just I have an for undefined head listening. as well. Oh, you do? That. Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you feel this. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And so um, For anyone who's not sure about what that kind of represents, the high expression of an undefined head center is very much someone who's very receptive, very kind of open-minded, very flexible in their thinking, who can see things from varied perspectives. But the low expression is where we're very much influenced by what other people are doing, what other people are telling us. You know, social media is filled with with coaches on the internet saying we need to do things a specific way and that's the way to do them. And if you've got an undefined head and you're in like the lower expression and we've got conditioning, like this is an energy center that is very vulnerable to conditioning. Um, We're susceptible to being influenced by that quite significantly. And so I found that in myself. And so very much kind of locked onto the very successful multi six figures, even seven figure business owners who were telling me to do something a specific way. And I fell into this kind of way of being where I was in like replication. I was trying to mimic in a way what was successful or trying to use that as a way to unlock my path to success because it's like, well, I'll just do what they're doing and that's the key, right? <laughs> and so I'd I'd created this this business that I guess on paper, a lot of the offer styles were like a similar, I had like a big product suite, a lot of like different ways people could work with me. Um the way I was delivering those offers was, I don't know, similar to what other people were doing, but all of it didn't feel good. Yeah, All of it felt really fragile. 
I was intensely aware still of everything I didn't know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't from a place of grounded authenticity. Um, I was very much in an energy of shoulds, like, oh, I should just be doing it this way because this is just the successful way you do things. Um, So that was kind of like the way my business looked. Um, Mm -hmm. It didn't feel good and I wasn't tuned into the clues at all at that point (laughs) so yeah oh there's so much in all of that I I hear that so often with a lot of clients that I work with is that that what we we call it comparisonitis staying in your own lane for for us it's coming from a space of having that undefined head center so that lower aspect being that we are quite easily susceptible to what is what others are doing Mm -hmm. and believing that we should be doing that so that we can therefore achieve what they are achieving. And I think, you know, no matter how long you've been in business, it can be really easy to step into that space as well. And then you do suddenly end up with all of these things that you think you should have been doing, but they're not authentically the way that you need to be showing up to honour your energy to honor even your values, what your business needs, what your clients need. So those cookie cutter strategies are not yeah. always the best way to go. Yeah. When you you said that you were going along about this for for a while and you built your business, you had oh multiple offers. I felt that on every single level <laughs> until the beginning of this year. I was the same and I was still wanting to create more every time I had a response. I was like, oh yeah, I could do this and I could do this container and I'll do one on anxiety and I'll do one on stress and I'll do one on mindset and I'll do one on this and one on self-love and one on the, you know, and it just went, it was, oh my God, um, you know, multiple memberships. I'll do this app and this membership and this and this and, and it's, and it yeah. all comes from such a, you know, such an inspired place, mm. but but it is it is just not always practical. Lots of low ticket offers, lots of short term containers as well. Something that when you were talking about short term containers and that story of not having the time with with the young children, which I also get, like they do take a lot of time. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but something that popped into my head when you were saying that was, I thought all these short-term containers, because I would do the same thing and low-ticket offers, you still have to market them. Mm. So even though that showing up to the container or creating the teaching resources and and showing up for the coaching might be short-term. But to get people in is still a long-term strategy that you have to continue to use your sacral for over and over and over again. So what sort of clues did you start having? What did you start to notice? And why did you start to realize? How did you start to realize that you had actually built a business that wasn't as aligned as what you initially thought? It was interesting because um, I was... I was exper- as I mentioned earlier, I was experiencing a lot of feelings in terms of like heaviness, resistance, procrastination yeah. for a long time, but I would just, I would never pay attention to any of it. I wasn't in the state of mind. I wasn't open to exploring them. I was just solely fixated on strategy, which I think so many people in business are. Yeah. I don't think that's unique. I think you kind of get to a point eventually though where you're just like living this way just doesn't feel good. Like what's wrong, you know? And it wasn't like something, you know, happened where I completely burnt out or whatever. I mean, I was pretty exhausted. I was, you know, got to a state where I was like, very anxious. I was just like running on adrenaline all the time. I was having problems sleeping. I um, remember we were talking about this in our last podcast episode, Mm -hmm. actually, that I was the night before I was delivering a sales webinar and I just had this insomnia. I couldn't get to sleep till 4am because I was like thinking about it, thinking of like, I don't know. I just didn't trust myself. I wasn't Mm -hmm. ground. It wasn't authentic. You know, I was coming from a from a place of like this is what I should be doing like this is like the this is the flow of the webinar like I should be following this pathway and I don't know just like not a lot of authenticity or trust in myself Mm. I was very much like not embodied 
you know, I'm talking about all of these programs making business feel easy for you, you know, mm-hmm. but the business didn't feel easy for me. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. That embodiment shift. Oh, as soon as you said that, that's just, that is something that I hear so, so often is people saying, this is what I'm, this is what I'm selling. This is what I'm doing. And I went through an experience of this similar as well, where I had done a lot of deep healing, particularly around anxiety and a lot of past traumas and things that were keeping that alive for me. And then I was feeling really good and I was working with clients with their anxiety But then I had something happen in my personal life. And I mean, it was really significant. My best friend passed away. Of course, I'm going to have grief and anxiety. But I had this story in my head for a few weeks that was like, they're going to judge you because you are helping them with anxiety, but you're anxious. And so I know it's a different industry, but it's that you, you feel like you're misaligned because you feel like you're showing up doing something that, you know, you're telling someone to do something that you're not doing yourself or, mm. or you sort of realize that you believed that you were to a certain extent. Um, for me, it was a story I had to let go of because I had to let myself be human. Yeah. But I have experienced that in other aspects of my business as well, where it's like I'm telling people to tap daily, but am I at the moment? Mm. Or, you know, and when you start to embody that, when yeah. you actually start to show up as that leader, as that you're, you've got a line six, don't you? Is that role yeah. model? When you start to show up as that role model and that leader and that fully embodied version of what you are um, leading from within. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> How's that for a good full circle? Great. From what you are leading from from within, that that is a huge energetic shift because mm. you are operating from a space of energetic alignment. Yeah. So your body was really trying to get your attention. And I know you Mm -hmm. said that you didn't get to burnout as such, but when I hear anxiety, Mm -hmm. when I hear I'm not sleeping, when I hear the constant analysis of the thoughts of what you're doing, so the worry and the anticipation and the maybe, I don't know, obsessive planning over things, Mm -hmm. not trusting yourself, to me, that is just a step before. Yeah. You know? Truly, truly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was very much just like in this state of like anxious autopilot Mm. and, um, it was, it was through learning about the modality of human design and astrology as well, that really just kind of like snapped me out of it. And it's not like, dawned on me suddenly that I'd created this terrible business because it wasn't. It was like, you know, a successful business. I was helping a lot of people. Mm. Um, but, and I like, lo- like I was like genuinely excited to create everything. Like, as you said earlier, like I never had this shortage of ideas and inspiration. I had like, I always had this response to create, 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 because I was excited um, but also what you said earlier was, um, the energy that goes into all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't fully there with all of that energy. Um, I didn't take the time to flesh out everything properly. I didn't really ground, you know, in as much time as I needed to consider, you know, deeply the transformation in every offer and who it was going to to help. It was very much short-term energy mm-hmm. and not any really refinement of what I was doing because in my mind I was just like, well, I'm a manager like I'm already over, I'm already like 10 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back and refine. I'm not excited about that anymore. Yeah. And it was almost like that was an excuse for me Mm. I would just I'd found myself in this energy of impulsiveness yeah and and telling myself the story well like but I'm aligned I'm just following my response I've got Mm. to just follow where my response is taking me you know yes um so I'd I'd got to myself to a place where I didn't have a lot of recurring monthly revenue yeah because everything was short term. So I was like having to rely on my sacral response to create my income Mm. every single month. 
uh, because I was essentially starting from zero every month because all of my offers were around four weeks or less in yeah. time. So they weren't these long payment plans or these high ticket offers. Mm-hmm. And there was like a pressure with that, yeah. you know, being like, well, what am I going to create this month? And I had ideas, but over time, it's not very sustainable to rely on that sacral response for your income, to rely on your creativity for your income because (laughs) it's it's going to get tired. (laughs) Absolutely. And then when you are tired, you have that battle and that frustration and and all of those not self themes too, because you feel like I should be creating this or I need the income, Mm -hmm. I need to be earning money but you literally don't have that creative energy within you at that moment because your sacral needs a break. <laughs> and also I'm a line, yeah, and I'm a line two. I'm a six two in human design. So line two is the hermit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the archetype is the hermit. So this is a part of myself where I like line two is all about being a natural as well, like being so embodied in your gifts but you're such a natural at them that you don't necessarily see what they are. But periodically needing to retreat inward, Mm. not wanting to be visible, but retreat, build a little cocoon around yourself and like rest so that you can gain perspective, gain wisdom and evolve and come out the other side with all of that wisdom to share. And with the business that I'd built, there was no chance that I was ever going to allow myself to become my hermit that I that I need to become mm. um, because that felt really unsafe to stop, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. Can you tell me what sort of process did you have to go through or what support did you get or how, how did you move from realizing that you were in this place of misalignment. So you'd been ignoring the signs from your body. What made you realize, okay, actually maybe I'm not as aligned as I thought. And then what process did you start to go through to move forward? Yeah. So it was pretty shocking when I realized, and it really came from a place of first and foremost human design and really unpacking my human design chart. Yeah. Um, so actually seeing the proof of, of what my energy is like and what I'm here to do, what I'm naturally gifted at, what my strengths are, um, and really kind of realizing like, oh, okay, this is really incongruent with everything I've built. Um, so I can take you through some elements of my chart and, Mm -hmm. and kind of talk to how they how it is misaligned so firstly um with my chart you know with a human design chart you've got the arrows at the top um each of the arrows are either left facing or right facing Mm -hmm. so with my chart three out of my four arrows are right facing Mm -hmm. and so when they're right facing right facing is all around more of like the feminine flowy energy it's like very receptive very open whereas the left is more um detail oriented strategy oriented and so majority of mine are right facing so very very kind of big picture um yet i'd built a business that was very narrowly focused on strategy mm. you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that, <laughs> I can I can see why that would cause some misalignment. Yeah. <laughs> so teaching people how to execute strategy in a very masculine way. Mm. Um. So that was one thing. I was like, oh, okay, might be a little problem there. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, in terms of marketing as well, um, as a manager, you're a manager, so we've got the defined throat right. center. Mm-hmm. So really powerful communicators, that consistent mm-hmm. energy and being able to share and communicate uh, reliably. Yet my entire marketing strategy was based around Instagram. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything long form, even though I had a history of being a blogger. I hadn't, I didn't have a blog as part of my new business. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a podca- podcast at that time. This podcast that I have now is only three months old, actually. It's yeah. really new, but I was relying 
on my on all my marketing around um Instagram and those little 90 second Instagram reels and <laughs> like Instagram stories. So really could not get my message communicated in a way that was going to be effective at all. Um, I'm someone that needs to have have space for um the depth to really come through. Yeah. I'm really as well, my astrology, I've got a lot of water signs, so very emotionally deep. I've got a lot of Pisces placements actually, so very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need like the space to yeah. communicate. Yeah. Um, so problem with my marketing as well, as well with my sacral, as I mentioned earlier, kind of like not grounded into a healthy expression of that, that sacral energy. Um literally following everything that lit me up without considering like do I actually need to follow with follow through with every response then and there or can I perhaps like sit with it and just feel it out and come back to it like not everything is a now thing yeah. you know what I mean yeah I know because it feels because yeah. you believe it's a now thing oh yeah because yeah. it feels like it should be a now thing <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> Um, I also have, I don't know about yours, Jess, but I've got a defined spleen. Yeah, I do too. My I, you do. So my, my only open centers are the head and the asha. That's all I've, everything else oh. is defined for me. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I also, so I've got my defined spleen and with my channels, I've got seven channels actually, which is a lot, um, Six of the seven are individual circuitry and of those four are this special type of circuitry called integration circuitry, which is specifically related to intuition. Okay. So with my defined spleen and with all of this integration circuitry, a lot of intuitive energy. And so I'm someone that can really hear what's not being said, that can pick up on all the cues, like sitting underneath the words and so I need to have offers where I can hear people speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean yes I need to be having conversations with people but I built a business that didn't really allow for that I had containers that didn't facilitate those kinds of conversations Mm. um so zero opportunity for those gifts to really shine through did you have any resistance to so you've come to this realization that Mm. you know that you have these gifts that aren't able to shine through because the containers that you've created don't allow for this kind of interaction and this Mm. kind of way of of being but when it came to reshifting because I know Mm. I had some resistance to letting go of things that were just so even things that were just ideas, I was like, I don't want to let that, I'm not letting that yeah. go. Did you find resistance? You spent all this time building up these offers that feel so good because we've had a sacral response to do so. So it must be the right thing to do. <laughs> mm, yeah, it was an interesting kind of push pull that was going on because in some ways, yes, I did. But in other ways, like not at all. Yeah. I'll tell you what I mean. So um. Yes, I had resistance in terms of my email marketing membership that I talked about earlier. Yeah. Even though the topic was not aligned, even though I was really good at email marketing, it was not an aligned offer for my business. Mm. Um, However, this email marketing membership was 15 months old by that Mm. point in time. So it was my longest ever offer. And as I said earlier, like majority of my offers in my business were very short term, except this and except my one-to-one. So I kind of had this like resistance to letting that go because it was almost like proof that I could do something long-term. And I was like, yes. Um, And also I'd spent so much time building it out. It was like this entire course. It had so many like done for you templates, so many things. Um, I actually considered whether I wanted to just sell it as like a retirement sale and just like, you know, you can purchase it as like a one-off program, but it just felt so unaligned by that point that I didn't want to invest the energy. Yeah. Um, But it was very, it was a loving release of 
mm-hmm. of the offer, um, I had to kind of come back to the truth of like, is this is this aligned? Is this going to serve me? Am I excited about this? Is this yeah. a reflection of who I am? Yeah. No. Okay. Like that's that's yeah, the yeah. decision. I love that. A loving, a loving release. It's that mm. compassion and gratitude piece, isn't it? Thank you for getting me to where I am now. Yeah. Thank you for everything that I have learned and taken from you. And then permission to pivot. Yeah. Permission, permission to pivot, permission to change your mind and and create something that is aligned with where you are at now yeah, and there as was well a, as with who you are it was interesting though because there was um while I was very I was coming at it all from a place of very grounded mm. self-trust in like the proof is in the pudding like it's literally written in the stars that I'm <laughs> made for this particular that. part literally you know? written in the stars literally like, oh if you can't trust that then what can- oh my goodness I, know. I was just like there's no other way yeah. um and I was at a unique point in my life where I had done a lot of healing work mm-hmm. um I was very empowered yeah. um I was in quite a neutral state as well I was I was coming at it from a very much curiosity perspective, yeah. being yeah. like, ooh, like this is all teaching me something, yeah. which my um, line six loves as well mm-hmm. because I'm like at the – so with a line six, there's three distinct phases in your life and um, your first 30 years, you're very much in a trial and error, try it all on phase, lots of experimenting, lots of yeah. failing, um, but you're, you're kind of just seeing what sticks and then after your third, your first 30 years, you go up on the roof for a lot of introspection, mm-hmm. a lot of deconditioning, a lot of healing around your first 30 years, yeah. a lot of integrating. And then after your 50, you kind of fully come back down from the roof to share all of your wisdom and you're like that wise old sage. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so the I journey was, is just beginning. Yeah, it's just beginning, but I was in that that second phase so I was kind of ready to look at all of this stuff yeah yeah um yeah so it felt it felt right to let it go um mm. so you let go of correct me if I'm wrong around 90 percent I did I did 90 percent so the I let go of everything so I it was it was a loving release of of everything piece by piece by piece mm-hmm. as I realized what was no longer serving me. Yeah. And it was a process that kind of occurred over many months. Mm-hmm. I I went into my little line to hermit phase for a little while there. There was about a month where I completely disappeared off social media. I didn't want to be visible at all. I didn't want to be in the public eye. It was very yeah. internal. There was a lot of journaling, a lot of meditating, a lot of introspection, mm-hmm. yeah. um, a lot of seeing of things, mm-hmm. a lot of healing. In ter- some, a lot of stuff had come up from my unconscious and from my early childhood that I was seeing from the first time as well yeah. that I was processing. I love which was that all that's come up it. when you're ready to see it. That's something mm-hmm. I talk about all the time is that things it's our layers and these things are going to come up only when they're ready for you to release it yeah and so you've come into this place where you're in misalignment and I truly believe from what you're saying that a part of that misalignment is also your subconscious saying and now you're ready to deal with and heal and release these things Mm -hmm. and once you can do that then you'll be able to move forward Yeah, it was really an invitation and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I see everything. It's like some people could look at what I've gone through this year as being like, oh, my God, like that's terrible, like or like how difficult to do that. Um, But for me, it's just been like what a gift, like what an invitation Mm -hmm. to come onto my soul path you know, it's like an invitation. Am I going to take it? It's like, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it now. Yes. So yeah, it's been a real gift. I love that. So what steps, I guess, practically as well as internally, did you have to take Mm. in order to, to reconfigure this whole new business model, this whole, this whole new business? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, 
the first part of it was very private. So as I said, I kind of like went internal. I was doing a lot of unpacking, a lot of deconditioning, a lot of kind of working through just like, okay, what does this mean? Like what, Mm -hmm. what do I need to let go of to kind of come back to almost like a cleaner energetic plane, Yeah, you know, because everything had got so murky and muddled. Mm -hmm. And so that was the real, the first part of it. Um, And then I really grounded and started from the basics again. So working from the perspective of like, I'm a manager I can't be niched. I don't want to niche. Like let's, let's think bigger picture. Like let's, you know, get into alignment with my design and my, you know, my three, three arrows facing right. I'm receptive. I'm big picture. I'm visionary. Like let's, let's ground into a bigger movement. And so I created a bigger umbrella movement Mm -hmm. for my business. Um, So my offers can kind of like become their own niches underneath that. I really looked at um, my, the, my content and my content pillars and kind of grounding into like, what do I actually want to be talking about in relation to this movement and how can all of my content kind of align to that? It was also when I started to consider you know, bringing in a podcast and, you know, that is so in alignment with, with my strengths and really lets them shine. And so that was a process of, you know, launching a podcast, which took some time. Um, but after I had kind of sat with like, Oh, like I'm, I'm discovering myself for the first time. Cause that's what it felt like. It was real. That in itself was really exciting. And to my husband, I was like, "Oh, like I'm learning this. I'm learning this. I'm learning this. Isn't this cool?" And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but um, I began to to take my audience on the journey with me. Yeah, and that's a very line six kind of thing to do. Um, because we're literally designed to be the role model being an embodied living and breathing example Mm -hmm. to our audience and so I felt it was really important you know if I'm talking about alignment and coming into alignment I need to actually share what what does that look like and I it was really powerful for me to be vulnerable and to really share what's been going on and to Mm -hmm. show my audience how courageous I am being yeah. because it is, it does take a lot of courage um, to be able to let go of so much. Yeah. And I had a conversation with someone else earlier this week and she asked me on a podcast, actually, it was another interview. She was like, how did you feel about sharing, you know, the behind the scenes as mm-hmm. you were going through this? Did you worry that you were going to lose trust with your audience? You Did yeah. you worry about how they were going to perceive you? And my answer was just like a resounding like, no, like it did not even come into mind that I would be seen as untrustworthy when I'm sharing this because I think vulnerability um, creates relatability and I'm literally making all of my decisions from such a grounded place of self-understanding and self-trust and I'm so embodied in what I'm doing that that in itself builds trust. Yes. You know what I mean? I absolutely do. Yeah. I share that line six and so I completely resonate with what you're saying. And it's something mm-hmm. that I have really, really embodied in terms of how I've shown up for my audience as well in sharing not only the end transformation, but taking them through the journey with me. And then even coming, circling back to, you know, what I was talking about before, um, you know, having anxiety, but can I help people with things? You know, what if, what if they judge me? All those thoughts. I had had similar thoughts to that question that, that, that person asked you at first, but this year, since better understanding my line six and how that influences the way that I, the way that I am and who I, who I am meant to what I meant to be doing and, you know, how I meant to be, that thought doesn't even come into mind anymore either. And so I'm so happy to say, this is what I'm experiencing and this is how I'm overcoming it and bring people on that journey with me. And so I completely resonate with everything that yeah. that you are saying there, because it really just, 
it just really shows just how human you are as well. Like it, it's mm. full permission to be able to be, I think we we turn up on social media in particular and we see so much, so many highlight reels of someone's business, of how they turn up, of their lives, of, of their relationships. We see the highlight reels and we forget so easily because we know we have our own pains and our own challenges mm. that those people do too because they're not choosing to share it and that's fine for them but it's yeah. also so easily can make your audience feel like you are something other than somebody having a human mm. experience yeah and so for you to be able to show up in that vulnerable space and take them through this journey of your alignment and take them through why and how you've gotten to this space and share this really vulnerable story that is only going to help people to connect in even more and feel so seen as mm. well. And also even in some ways, give them permission to step into their authenticity because, you know, you're still here. <laughs> You've done yeah. it. And you didn't, you know, nothing bad happened. You didn't disappear. Exactly. Uh, you worked through four key areas. I believe, to come into alignment. Could you share with us what these are? Yeah. And so this is actually the methodology that I teach in my, um, it's through the the lens through which I work with my private clients, actually. So I call it my my beam methodology, like a beam of light, like Mm. a beam of clarity. Um, So there are four areas. So each kind of letter stands for a different area. So the first one is beliefs. This is a really, this was really important for me um, to to look at what kind of beliefs I was operating from unconsciously. That's a process to even be able to see those. Um, Because if, even if you, you attempt, if you know your human design and you're building offers and a business in alignment with that, if there are beliefs kind of hidden underneath the surface Mm. around business, money, self-worth, like authenticity, like self-expression, all of that stuff that you can't see, then you're still going to be building something that is not a full expression of yourself and your potential. And so that was such a key part of it. Um, So I actually was able to uncover quite a key belief unconsciously around approval, what approval actually looked like for me in my unconscious mind that was cemented in my childhood. And so I was brought up in a very loving childhood. You know, it was lovely like mum and dad, um, but I was, was a child who it was like not really safe to be emotionally expressed fully. It was not safe to be seen and heard to my fullest expression in the sense of when there was a disagreement with my parents, particularly my dad, um, that that disagreement or me disagreeing with him equated not respecting him. Mm. And so um, there was a lot of kind of shame or guilt put on me for having a different opinion. And so there was also, um, there was just like a sense in my childhood where I felt very powerless. Mm. And when I was kind of like, and this is very like subtle and unconscious, but when I was, you know, quiet and I don't know clean and like doing the right thing and not um yeah definitely not grounded in my full bold expression that was approved yeah um and so I kind of had it in my mind that being small um and being you know not fully expressed equaled approval and so unconsciously I was resisting building out a business that was, you know, highly lucrative, that had, you know, really meaty, deep, high ticket offers that required a high investment from people. Because to me, that equated like being incredibly powerful, incredibly confident, bold and self-expressed. And that to me meant being unsafe. So there was a lot I had to kind of, first of all, see yeah. but then heal and transcend and integrate 
in relation to that so that I could confidently move forward with creating high ticket, which is what I'm literally made to do. Like I'm made to be selling high ticket. I'm only meant to really be working with people in a very intimate capacity where we can have conversations and be like have coaching. Um, but in order to do that, I need to kind of know that I'm worthy to do that. Absolutely. So that was a really key step, the belief stuff. Beliefs, yeah. Um, then I have energy. So energy is another pillar that I work with. And in terms of energetic alignment with business, mainly coming at it from the perspective of like values and priorities and the season of life we're in, because I'm a mom of little kids, like, so are you, it's really important for me to have a business where that allows me to be present. That's really flexible that like, I only want to be working the hours, like 10 to three max, three days a week, you know, because I want to be there for school pickup and drop off every morning. I don't want to be working in the evenings. I want to have a really spacious and flexible working day mm-hmm. so that when we when the kids are homesick or when no one slept during the night, then <laughs> it's not like the end of the world. Yeah. So that was really important that I kind of brought my schedule in alignment with that 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 mm-hmm. value. And also yeah. so that I could harness my own energetic rhythm yeah. and peaks because I'm someone that works really effectively in the mornings Mm. for example my husband on the other hand is like a night owl and does all his work in the evening (laughs) but when my brain is mush so aligning my work schedule to really be able to maximize those hours so I get the best return on investment for my time and my energy absolutely um and then in terms of alignment so really being grounded in who I am like actually knowing what what my strengths are what my um like my intuition knowing how to tap into my intuition as I said earlier I have someone I am someone who's like really intuitive but Mm -hmm if I didn't believe that I was, then I wouldn't be able to harness it. I wouldn't know how to listen to it. So really understanding that about myself and working to really kind of learn how to use those gifts as well, because I was very disconnected at one point. Um, And then the mindset piece is really around, you know, the growth, the growth mindset coming to business from a place of neutrality um, and learning how to build that inner confidence in yourself that you can, you know, do the hard things and that um, that resilience. So they're kind of like the four angles I specifically worked on internally mm-hmm. that I now bring to all of my work with my clients. Oh, yeah. I love that. So how can people work with you? What, how do you, I know obviously in an intimate container. <laughs> so tell, tell us more though, where can we find you and how people can work with you? Yeah, so you can find me, you can come just hang out with me on Instagram. Um, That's my only social media platform actually. So Instagram, Um, it's just Rachel underscore Bale underscore. Mm-hmm. Or the podcast. So I've got my beautiful podcast now. Uh, it's called Leading From Within. And in terms of working with me, there's only one way you can work with me now, which is my um, my one-to-one offer because that just feels like the only offer that is in alignment with my strengths and who I am. Um, so I offer either a three-month or a six-month intimate high-proximity coaching container. And that is where we really uh, anchor your business in true alignment with your strengths, your natural natural energy, your season of life, um, so that you can reclaim your time, your power, mm. and your energy. And that's really for the female entrepreneur who's desiring to build a profitable business, but from a place of peace and ease yeah. um, so that it can all be supportive and reflective of her natural life. Um, So that's the only way you can work with me. Um, I do have plans in the future to introduce an intimate group container as well, but I'm still very much not acting on that sacral response yet. (laughs) I'm incubating on that because that is 
yeah, that is going to be birthed um, when it's time. Yes. When it's time. I love that. And I think anybody who steps them in, if you just even take anything of what is possible for you listening to Rachel's journey from a business of complete misalignment, tinkering on burnout, being in a space that she thought was right, but she was living in a world of shoulds. Mm -hmm. And to now with this one offer that is so aligned, that is literally written in the stars that this is what she is here (laughs) to do. And so, and so, sorry, I just love that. I love that saying so much. And it just really (laughs) kind of anchored me in for a moment too around my own design. I was like, yes, like any moments you have these little self doubts. It's like, yes, it is written in the stars. This is what I'm here to do. This is how I'm here to show up. But if you can take away, you know, Rachel is creating a life by design. She is working ideally 10 till 3 around her children, around her season of life in honour of her energy. And if you step into her container, then you are going to take that away as well for yourself. So, you know, if you take away anything from this episode around what is possible for you, oh, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Thank, Thank you yes. so much for sharing everything with me today and with with our listeners. It's been such an honor. Thank you. I've loved every minute. Thank you for having me. Anytime. <laughs> wow, what a journey it's been today. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who tuned in to Alive and Thriving. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep growing, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite platform. It's a simple but powerful way to support a small business like ours to continue to make an impact.